The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Wilbur, and I'm your host. Monday Night Football did not end the way that we thought it would with just a few minutes left in the game. Uh, Andrew Dalton played an incredible game of football. Got let down a little bit by his receivers, by his pass catchers. Marking. Play calling, defense. Defense, defense. defense came to play for the Saints, but... The Buccaneers completely flipped everything on its head with a 17-16 victory. This may surprise you. Tom Brady cut somebody's guts out in primetime once again. The Bucs moved to 6-6. Six and six. The Saints 4-9. Joining me to break it down, Ryan Wilson and John Breach. Breach is uh, Wilson, just as you might expect if you listen to this podcast frequently, Wilson a little... Uh, Wilson Miff because his was in a very good spot, very, very good spot to have your Buccaneers prediction looking correct. And I'm not saying it's wrong. It's just like you had a, you had the Bucks are buried. Take your moment. You've earned it. Go ahead. No, 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 no. We'll get to it in a minute. And then breach, of course, uh, like I, I can't tell if you're like drunk or just discombobulated or like Wilson made it like it's dark in your room. I don't think you turned on your lights. Um, it's you look, it looks, it looks dark in there. Maybe that's just the, the, the shadow of, of death creeping over you as you realize that Andrew Dalton can't win in primetime against Tom Brady. How are we doing, fellas? Breach, is there anyone that enjoys other people's misery more than Will Brinson? Will Brinson <laughs> is the guy <laughs> who... The pettiest man you, are, alive. you know how some people are visited by the ghost of Christmas past? Brinson is the ghost of other people's misery. He will visit you <laughs> and rub your misery in your face. Uh, he will send me a, a cut picture with Andy Dalton's head cut out of it and saying here put this on your twitter header and he will send you a tom brady picture saying he'll never be washed up you are wrong ryan wilson mm. uh but mm. what a freaking game that's what i will say do you gonna guess uh, if you uh, if you've looked you know the answer but if you haven't looked what is andy dalton's now career record in primetime games uh, i feel like last time we talked it's like six and twenty it is exactly six. Is that it? And 20. <laughs> I, I mean, I knew last time we talked about it, it was just like three or four weeks ago. So it, it was on 10, the top. 10 25 p.m. I'm just going to read some Slack messages. Yeah, 10, go ahead. PM. Lean into it. And by the way, there's a thing called karma. So I look forward to the, to the uh, payback. I mean, but I, my entire I, life is an L for NC State. Go ahead. Athletics. Enjoy it. Yeah. Enjoy sure. it. Uh, John Breach, entire podcast tonight needs to be an ode to Andy Dalton. I said Dalton slinging at Wilson or an ode to Brinson apologizing me about Tom Brady. Follows up, 
Billy sends a rundown. We're laughing. Wilson says 10.37 p.m. Brinson admits Wilson was right that Brady is washed. Tampa Bay is garbage. I said, uh, wait, hold on, hold on. Let me cut in because Brinson not not pinning anything bad on him. At 1034, <laughs> Brinson rejiggles the rundown so that Dalton beating Dalton beating Brady in prime time is the first topic. It, it, it was like the Bucks were getting their ass kicked. Andy Dalton played awesome in this game. Um, he was led down by a, pretty much every receiver that he had. Chris Olave had a horrible drop uh first in the drop first of the year. Half. First drop of the year, by the way, on 95 targets. Elavi's been awesome. I'm not dogging him. First no, but that, that is a fair call-up. That cost him three points at the least. Absolutely. Um, Taysom Hill had a late drop. That and between that, Jarvis Landry dropped a tough pass. That would have been a touchdown. Yes. So And Mark Ingram ran out of bounds a yard short of the sticks. That would have ended the game effectively. Now, he got hurt, but my thing, and I said this in Slack too, get hurt three feet farther down the field, and then you can roll out of bounds and take a knee or whatever because they had to punt on that drive. I mean, it's all, more, and look, all those players are tough. Good football players. We're not questioning like there's no, like a, a lot of his first drop. Landry. I mean, why are you apologizing? Yeah, we've been talking I'm about just, this. No, all year. Like, like, we're not like Riven Mark Ingram for you, know, but like you got to fall forward and get that first down. Yeah, yeah. I don't. There's no qualification needed. I mean, Chris Olave would tell you he shouldn't have dropped that ball. Jarvis Landry probably should have said he would have had the one hand to catch. It was a tough catch, but you'd like to see him make it. You got a second hand on it too. Yeah, and that knocked it out of the first hand. Taysom Hill, uh, you guys were giving me a hard time about it. Well, you shouldn't have a quarterback out there. That dude's job is catching passes. He's not a quarterback, and it hit him in both hands. I guarantee you he would say after the game he should have caught that ball. So whether he should have been out there or not, at some point, Andy Dalton's like, well, I, I got to throw it to somebody, and all the other guys keep dropping the balls or running out of bounds. I'll try Taysom Hill, and the ball hit him in the hands. And, and Breach, of these 26 games, I'm sure if you watched every single minute of it, I would imagine this is the best game that Andy Dalton has not only played exactly. at night, Exactly but during the day. Asked. Yeah. I mean, he was lights out. And obviously, we will talk about the Buccaneers. No turnovers. Having watched Andy Dalton play more primetime games than I care to admit, or probably anyone, more than anyone alive besides maybe Andy Dalton's mom and Andy Dalton's dad and Andy Dalton's <laughs> wife. Or, or this, anybody who's worked in football since 2012. But yeah, Well, I mean, not everyone wants to sit through an Andy Dalton primetime game, Brinson. People oh, I usually, know, I do. <laughs> people <laughs> usually uh, mail it in starting about halftime when his team's trailing by two touchdowns and you start surfing and start watching uh, a baking competition on Food Network. Uh, that's what usually happens when people are watching Andy Dalton primetime games. But no, I mean, we're talking about, you guys mentioned drop passes. He only threw eight incompletions. Probably four of them were drops. If he gets those, he probably ends 24 to 28 for 300 yards. If Taysom Hill doesn't have that ball knocked out, we're talking about Andy Dalton, the hero. Uh, Alave's drop was you know, unexpected. There, it was just, it was really weird. It seemed like the Saints were in control this whole entire time. And for them to lose and it not be Andy Dalton's fault. Uh, and, <laughs> you know, for the defense to just kind of melt down at the end after just holding the Buccaneers in check, they absolutely shut down. They suffocated the Buccaneers' offense for uh, 55 minutes and then just, meltdown for five minutes and you lose. Yeah, it didn't help that on the Saints' last offensive drive that Andy Dalton took a 10-yard sack. Yeah. And and then they passed the ball again. That was a Taysom Hill drop that we just talked about. So, you know, there are little things that add up. I thought both coaches were uh, suboptimal, as the kids say, and they didn't help out their respective teams. I think Todd... You know, Tom Brady is probably strangling or trying to strangle Todd Bowles right now, and Byron Luffage is probably holding the back. Uh, actually, Brady gave Todd Bowles a lot of credit in the post game interview with Lisa Salters. Apparently, he well, said, "Let's that, let's be honest. We saw him." I think it was some of the it. last punt where it was fourth and ten. The fourth and seven is that was in 
sort of inexcusable punt. For yeah, I mean, I would take very little what Tom Brady says publicly. Well, I, Brady's Seriously. not throwing his coach under the bus. Right. We all saw his facial expressions during exactly. the game, and, and uh, Brady was trying to be the coach on the field, like, yo, man, we're going for this, and he got vetoed. Yeah, and I wonder if part of that was Todd Bowles saying, listen, 45-year-old man who's not much younger than me, I'm still the boss, so bring your ass on over here and don't pout. <laughs> and he didn't pout, and he went back out there, and he won it. But, uh, yeah, no, I mean, it's it's a huge win for the Buccaneers. But to Breach's point, if Taysom Hill catches that ball, we're all talking about how the Buccaneers are are washed and Tom Brady is washed. And I'm not coming off that. Like, Tom Brady is obviously fantastic, greatest player of all time, and he would start on, you know, 30 other teams right now. I, I get all that. But this team is not very good. They have one offensive lineman left, Donovan Smith, and his job is to hold people. Like he, I think he has 31 holds since coming into the league is what they said during the telecast. He had one critical one on that last drive, and Tom Brady uh, was able to overcome it. And they're not they're not going anywhere. Actually, uh, let me let me rephrase. I'm not rephrasing. Just I'm going to give the full quote from Tom Brady because it, it, not hearing him say it, I, I would be curious to see the video. But uh, great job. This is on the fourth and 10 with over seven minutes left. Brady to Lisa Salters. Great job by Coach Bowles. I give him all the credit. That's what he wanted and how it turned out. So I'll take it. Yeah, that's yes. a little less than it's a little life. less enthusiastic than I than I recall hearing. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't again, like I I'm not suggesting the Bucs are good because I don't think the Bucs are good. They're six and six. They're a five hundred team. But they have a pretty substantial lead in the division. They're a minus four hundred coming in. But you're also of the opinion that they can win a playoff game. Well, I think that what we saw in the final two drives from Tom Brady with those weapons and the there are not many good defenses in football, man. There's Always some so. there's there's people there are teams that are gonna have to go to Tampa Bay and play against the greatest quarterback of all time in the playoffs. That's what I'm talking about. That's why he's the MVP. That was Brinson at the end of that game when he when he was running up the right up the rundown to dunk on me and preach. I mean, I, I'm <laughs> not. I, I'm just saying that when you look at the NFC playoffs, and you have the Eagles, who are a very good team, Cowboys look like a very good team. They were up 21-19 on the Colts going to the fourth quarter. Never mind. Uh, the Vikings look like a very good team. The 49ers just lost Jimmy Garoppolo for the season, so they may be either Brock Purdy or Baker Mayfield, and the other teams in the wild card are going to be some combination of Washington, New York, Seattle, and um, uh, Detroit, Green Bay. Like the NFC is wide open enough. And we've seen this before where questionable teams in the playoffs can get white hot. I'm not suggesting that it's going to happen. I'm just saying it's not at far out of the realm of possibility. And I don't disagree with Brinson. Okay. Look at those touchdown passes. Two of them this year. He had the one with nine seconds left against the Rams, three seconds left against the Saints. Latest go-ahead touchdown pass in Tom Brady's career. Uh, you know, I really felt like it, it's funny that Brady was out there kind of, uh, you know, some people throw their coach under the bus. Brady put Todd Bowles on top of the bus, then got in the bus and drove it and said, come on, coach, we're going to go ahead and win this game. Because – I thought both these coaches uh, kind of melted down in the second half, and it was who could make the, the – the first coach that made a smart decision was going to be a coach that won this <laughs> game, and then neither of them did. It just happened that one of these coaches had Tom Brady and the other one didn't, and that's really felt like what it came down to. I mean, we talked about uh, the Ingram not going out of bounds, but even though he didn't, 
it was still third and one for the Saints at Tampa Bay's 44-yard line with, uh, I think, five minutes and 40 seconds left. So you're looking at a situation where if you run the ball there and you don't get it, 40 seconds burn off the clock. Well, guess what? If that 40 seconds is gone, uh, Tampa Bay is in a completely different situation. What they do, Breach? Uh, well, they caught a pass, and uh, it was incomplete, and the clock stopped. And then on fourth and one, the Saints decided to punt from Tampa Bay's 44. It was so, one. Yeah, one terrible play call after the next. That sack that I mentioned on the last drive that uh, Andy Dell took the 10-yard sack, they took all the receivers off the field. And I said, if they're going to throw the ball, they I mean, they better have a plan. And their plan was to send three people out on the route. None of them got open. And Andy Dalton didn't want to throw the ball away and stop the clock, so he took the sack, which you understand on some level. But it's just, it's just mistakes compounding other mistakes that lead to time not going off the clock. And there were about 15 different things that happened in this game. I mean, I actually feel bad. This is the, the worst I felt for Andy Dalton. That includes uh, the game where he broke his his hand late in the season when he was uh, on pace to be the MVP breach. Yeah, actually, the worst I've ever felt for Andy Dalton is when you said there's a path to, to nine wins. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I, I do agree with you, though, that – and this is sort of what, you, again, you've seen – you see it a lot. We saw it a lot more for 20 years in, w- against New England than you have against Tampa Bay. But it's, um, you know, a lot of it is you make these mistakes that, you know, they're, they're, um, uh, you know, they're just self, like you make, you make the mistakes, right? Uh, unforced errors, as they call them in tennis. These unforced errors lead to giving Tom Brady extra opportunities to rip your heart out. And he's done it so many times that he's comfortable doing it. And I know that he wasn't great in this game, he checked down a lot. Uh, it, very bad for three quarters and change uh, or not very bad, just under pressure and the play calling wasn't good. And like they ran the ball so well on that first drive and, and he was bad. He, I mean, if that, if you were playing for the Patriots and wearing Mac Jones's number, you people would be like, Oh, this guy's washed. I mean, if, if, if those last two drives don't happen, I mean, again, we had the rundown built out. We're coming on and you're dun- You're gleefully dunking all over my misery. I wasn't gleefully. I was just saying you were all up in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers jock. And this isn't even about Tom Brady. It's more about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as a team. Cause I mean, let's be honest, Tom Brady is great. Yeah. I get that. He's 45 and he plays, he plays like a 45 year old. Uh, and those last two drives, as you point out is exactly what's going to happen when you make a, st- a bunch of stupid mistakes as the saints and you keep giving the ball back um, to Tom Brady. Eventually he's, he's going to burn you. And, and he did, even though Donovan Smith tried his best uh, to get that holding call and move them back. I just the, the Buccaneers, I, I just can't get on board with. And that's fine. We'll find out together. But I, I just even though Tom Brady can overcome a lot, I just don't know, man. That's a that's a huge ass. I mean, my again, my only thing, and I'm not trying to say the Bucs are gonna win the Super Bowl. I no, just no. Think, you're saying they can win a playoff game. I don't know if they can even do that. Oh, I think well the the issue with the playoff game is that they're gonna have to I mean play more it. Than, <laughs> what's that? They're gonna have to play oh, it. No, they're just gonna have to play the Dallas Cowboys, who have a like a sick pass rush and a good offense. And so can they, can they keep up with Dallas? Can they keep Brady from getting sacked 10 times? You know, no, I I don't, I don't, I don't know the answer to that, but I'm not going to write Tom Brady off in a playoff game. It it looks very, they don't have odds up um, quite yet, but uh, on, on Caesars for, what, what the division is. I'm assuming the bucks will now be like minus 600 or something like that. Cause they were minus 400 going in saints were plus uh, three, three to one. Um, bucks are now 87% at 538 to win the division. 
88% to make the playoffs. Obviously, they're getting in via the division because their record is six and six. Um, I, I just think there is enough talent, like high-end talent, whether on both sides of the ball, you look at the linebackers, and then, now I'm not saying they've been playing well, but there is just enough high-end talent where if they get in, who the hell knows? That's my whole point. Yeah, yeah. And, and really, with the division, a loss by the Buccaneers. If the Saints win this, that throws a wrench in this whole thing. That The NFC South is upside down if the Buccaneers lose this game because you're talking about uh, every team being within one game Last place being within one game of first place with only five weeks left in the season. Uh, but now that's out the window and you have the Buccaneers comfortably in first place at six and freaking six. And the thing <laughs> is, if they just go two and three, which might be the best case scenario, when you look at their schedule and who they have left, I mean, it's not just like they obviously have the 49ers next week. Then they play the Bengals after that. Um, so they have a tough schedule down the stretch. And if they go a two and three, that puts them at eight and nine, eight and nine. Eight, and that's winning that, that division by two games. And that pretty much makes them a lock because the Falcons would have to go three and one just to get to eight, and nine, but the Falcons are one and three in the division. So they're not going to win that tiebreaker. So it's not going to matter. So eight, and nine is going to pretty much make the Buccaneers a lock for the play. I think now. Yeah, I think we, no one thought they weren't a lock, even if they lost this game. I don't think I didn't. Uh, if, they, if they lost, if they lost this game at home in prime time against Andy Dalton. But here's the thing: they they are only two plays better than you. You're now making them out to be, or than you than you thought that what they were going to be. That's right. the, I mean, it's the, the rest of the division. It's not the. No, my my point is that you're still overvaluing them because the two plays at the end of the game, they're still a bad football team. So I I, I mean I think that has to be I mean, that's, whatever that's whatever fun. the math is. No, I understand that, but your perception has changed because they have a W next to their next to their name seven L. That's what I'm saying. Like they're not any better than the, the crappy team that we saw, right? No, no, no. my I'm again. I'm not suggesting that the Buccaneers are good. I'm simply. I know. I know you're not. Just I don't want to get off. We, we're we're on that. Let me finish this part though. But Breach said two and three is something gets them to eight wins. I think now. Listen, you got to put all your your Brinson power into winning these football games. Get the third seed, and then you play the Giants or someone, and then maybe you can talk about winning the football game. Is there any way they can win three games, Breach? Uh oh yeah, absolutely. They they after the 49ers and Bengals, which we'll say they lose both, they close with the Cardinals, Panthers, and Falcons, and they could oh. certainly win all three oh, of those. Okay. So and yeah, if they it, split with the 49ers and Bengals, if they somehow go one and one there, then you know, three games. Well, I mean, throw the, the, take the L to the Bengals. Just beat the Niners because that's who you're probably chasing for the three seed. Well, there's Brock Purdy, and then you have to worry about Seattle, and maybe Seattle and San Francisco beat each other up, and you can <laughs> sneak into the third seed and then not have to play uh, the Cowboys. Maybe that's the best case scenario. That I mean, you could end up playing. You could end up hosting the Giants or Washington or Detroit or Seattle. Um, with and that lose third to Gino. Now that would be fun. Yeah, I mean, look again. Not saying they're a good team, but they get Brock Purdy. Those final three games are very, very, very winnable. Golly, you'd hope so. If four and one out of the question there. Well, hold on. <laughs> it's, it's not likely. Four and one's asking a bit much. I mean, I, I would think that, I mean, they'll be favored in their final three games. Yeah, geez, I, I would hope so. My goodness. I mean, the, those teams, you could put an all-star team together with those teams and play the Buccaneers three times, and that, those teams will lose every single time. Point, but your, your point about the third seed is a very good one, though, because thank you. Now I got to I got to hop on board this stupid Buccaneers bus headed straight for the cliff. So let's let's do it up. This is, 
Breach, this is like we were all driving back from uh, the 49ers, I mean, the uh, San Francisco Super Bowl <laughs> media night. Get on the bus, put your seatbelts on. <laughs> and hope we don't crash into uh Give Todd Bowles some chewing gum. Let's go. So the Eagles are only, again, this is 538.com. The Eagles are only 79% to win the division, which is, I mean, that's still high, of course, but it's not, um, yeah, it's not 99%, which is you know, what some other teams have to win the division, like the Titans. Uh, the Cowboys are clearly the other 21%, making up the other 21% there to win the division. Um, it, that is just to that point, if you, you know, the loss of the, the quarterback issue. Oh, actually, yo, here's a good question. Sully and I talked about this. I've got a great question. About I the hope you're going to take a break first. I'll at the waiver wire and I'll ask it to you yes. after the break next. Ooh. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H track all wheel drive and three row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562 314 4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Should the Tampa Bay Buccaneers claim Baker Mayfield simply for the purpose of blocking the 49ers from getting him? Counter question. Open to either you or Breach. Should the Tampa Bay Buccaneers not claim Baker Mayfield and hope the 49ers claim him and play him? (laughs) I do think that there's a very good chance that a a team, it could be Seattle, could be um, Tampa Bay. This isn't like the situation when, who got claimed? Who was that player that got claimed? Was that Deion Sanders that got claimed back in the day? There was some player that claimed to keep another team from claiming him for in this sort of situation. I can't remember the, the, who it was exactly, but Baker, what does he bring into the table? Like, why wouldn't well, you want him on your opponent's team? Well, it's, 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 if you claim Baker and you just pay him $1.5 million to sit there and shut up, you, well, if something happens, I mean, the, the 49ers have already lost two quarterbacks for the season. If Brock, something happens to Brock Purdy or he's just not very good because he's a, because he's a rookie, that's not out of the question. No, I get that. I'm trying to get to the why you like, want Baker. Don't give them another body to play at quarterback. Another guy with starts to play at quarterback. I would do it. You well, play have. to win the game. And Josh, game to win the game. They signed Josh Johnson, who has played for the 49ers previously. So he, I think he would be the number two no matter what, at least in the short term. I, I, I mean, I it sounds like a new chapter in Brinson's game theory book. <laughs> Well, answer, yeah. so Wilson has said no. I don't think it's crazy. Would you? I mean, I think I think the Seahawks will claim him anyway. If the if the 40, if the if the uh, if the Niners. I mean, but the, then you're the, wasting a roster spot on a player that you're not going to use, and I don't know that any team wants to do that down the stretch, uh, especially if you're Tampa Bay. But I, you know, I I kind of agree with Wilson. Like the Baker Mayfield couldn't cut it in Carolina. What makes anyone think he's just going to show up in San Francisco and take? And yes, Kyle Shanahan is ten times better than what they had in the Panthers. They have ten times better offensive weapons, and he is going to be better than he was in Carolina. But you hope, 
Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know that he's. I'm just, I'm just saying you look. You're because I think the three seed matters that much versus the four seed where you are playing either Dallas or Philly. Like Here's the thing. If this was, let's say Odell Beckham just got cut by the Panthers and he was healthy and all that stuff. That's when the Buccaneers claim him, even if they don't need a wide receiver, because you don't want him going to San Francisco or that I get Baker. He's a fourth string quarterback at this point. And his, his mentally, he's probably in the garbage. Cause I mean, he couldn't beat out Sam Darnold and PJ Walker and he didn't cut it in Carolina after the way they treated him in Cleveland and ran his ass out of town. I'd be like, yo, I'm not wasting the 1.5 million, whatever it is, or a roster spot on this guy. The Seahawks only have, uh, two quarterbacks on the active roster, I think, in terms of Gino and Drew Locke. So I don't think that it'd be shocking if they did it. Um, the 49ers have Tom Brady, Blaine Gabbert, Kyle Trask. That, yeah, that's, that's that's really the thing. It's like, not like Blaine Gabbert, you can't cut him. but it's- Or you're Pete Carroll. You pick up your phone. You call Flip phone. Sean McVay. And you say, hey, Sean, you hate the 49ers as much as I do. Let's put our rivalry aside. You need a quarterback. That's you nice. pick up Baker Mayfield. And uh, all our problems are solved, and uh, I'll take you to Cabo San Lucas in the offseason. Is that illegal? Is that collusion? Absolutely illegal to collude on a waiver claim for someone. Not else. if no one knows. That. How's it illegal? No, no, no. If it's only illegal. If, I mean, it's it's not it, I mean, it's, it, ain't, it's, it ain't cheating if you don't get caught. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. You play to win the game. Like, it's it's not illegal for you to, I mean, like, it's it's. I'm trying to think of the analogy here. Like, you, you can speed down the highway at 100 miles an hour. It's not illegal until you actually get caught doing it. If a tree but falls, like, in the, the Rams le- have a legit need at quarterback, so it wouldn't be a crazy if. I don't think that. I don't think that's that crazy an idea. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't touch Baker or be worried about anyone else. I, I would. Honest. I would be I, if I were a team in the NFC. I would be trying to block the 49ers from adding any kind of upside to their team. What's the up again? What is the upside? How Shanahan can make it work with anybody? What if Wilson's boy McCorkle Jones? What if Bill Belichick's like, you know what? Let's let's get Baker. Let's let's get him off the waiver it's wire. It's mean. Is he gonna call plays? Because that would be the only reason I bring Baker. Oh, oh, By the way, Bill. Be- I was just thinking of random teams. I don't know if Sully talked about this on the show earlier today, but Bill, Bill, Bel- Bill Belichick was asked today uh, about changing offensive coordinators. He goes, "That's something you don't do during the season." He didn't say unequivocally no, which is that's a worrisome. Well, Drake May didn't say he was definitely not transferring out of Carolina, but you get the point. Um. Haters gonna hate. All right, what's next? Uh, okay, so, um, were we did we talk? I mean, did we did we give the Saints defense enough credit here for how they came to play early on? They again, everything changed on the final two drives because the Saints defense got carved up by Tom Brady and the Saints def- uh, defense defense. Uh, we talked about the the lack of offensive firepower late in the game. Goat on our, on yeah, our that's a hell of a graphic. Uh, so, the, I mean, the defense did their job for 55 minutes or, or so, whatever number breached throughout earlier. And here's the other thing, by the way. New Orleans ran 56 plays. Tampa Bay ran 75 by the end of it. And I guarantee you those last 25 to 30 plays, yeah. uh, the Saints defense was absolutely gassed because the, the, the offense couldn't stay on the field for the Saints, which is incredibly frustrating, I'm sure. But for the most part, they... They played a great game. Got an interception, a Demario Davis interception, a terrible Tom Brady throw. He actually outsmarted Tom Brady. Credit to Demario Davis. Almost another pick late in the game. Ball hit the ground. Uh, just a, a little pro tip for for defenders who catch balls that bounce and then act like they're interceptions and get up and run. Just stay on the ground because you're going to end up getting hurt. And never in the history of well, not never. Well, and you're wasting you're wasting energy. This is late in the game. <laughs> right. You're getting up the run. Your teammates think you actually pick it off, so they're going out trying to block people. Right. And yeah. then guess what? You only have forty seconds to get ready for the next play, and now you're gassed because you're 
Just stupid it, stuff like that. It's like in the Colts uh Cowboys game, the, the, the one that got overturned, it was initially that was really close. Picked. That was close. Right, right. Like if, if you genuinely think you picked it off, do it. But if you saw the ball bounce on the ground, just I mean that like, was like a short hop. It wasn't even close to being controversial. Yeah, it hit, it hit, like bounce bounce on the ground, hit him in the chest, and he took off. Um you know yeah, real I, quick I, though, I think, with yeah, Brady, yeah. though, is that like as good as the Saints defense was, part of it felt like it was because Brady was bad. You know, was you know. You mm. you can put so much pressure on the quarterback where you force him into bad throws, but part of this felt like Brady was just making bad throws. I mean, he got totally <laughs> fooled on his actual interception where he just made a horrible throw into coverage because uh, he thought he saw man-to-man and, and the Saints did something and it just literally threw it right to the defender. And then you had at least two throws that probably go for 40-yard gains, one of them to Julio Jones in the first half, if Brady puts the ball on the mark. And so those are throws – We've seen Brady make time and again in his career, but he could not make them tonight. The first three quarters, he could not do anything. It's inaccurate. And then magically just turns on his Brady magic. Also, the- also that uh, graphic, Billy, that we had it up a second ago, it was like the first X number of drives and the final two drives. It's a, it's, a, it's unbelievable. Um, how many games do you think Tom Brady has with two or more touchdown passes this year, including this evening? They've obviously played He's 12 games. played a lot of bad games. I'm going to say two. Nope. Five. I think it's four now. Oh. 22 of 35 in his first nine drives. That's not great for 163 yards. Zero touchdowns, one interception of 62. Passer rating. Last two drives, 14 of 19. 118 yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions, 124.5 passer rating. I mean, yeah, again, like if, if, if something magical happens in the postseason, it's because of like this Brady clutch. Magic bean stuff. It's not because the Bucks are a great team. That's that's all. That's all it is. Uh, all right. Is we mentioned Todd Bowles. That is actually my biggest hangup about the Buccaneers. I think when it comes to the postseason, because he has played very scared the last few weeks. They lost to the Browns uh, after giving up a crazy catch to David Njoku on fourth and ten, where they really should have won the game and easily covered. Not that I'm bitter. And then Tobles mm. declined to use his timeouts, took them, just took them in his pocket to overtime instead of letting Tom Brady try and get down the field. Tom Brady almost got within field goal range, but not quite. And then I thought the fourth and seven punt from the 40 was just an atrocious coaching decision. I know you're not moving the ball. I know the Saints are playing better on defense than you are on offense, but you're on your own 40. If you're gonna, if if you're gonna punt it, you at least can't you can't have a touchback, right? Yeah, like I, I feel about Todd Bowles like I feel about Jeff Saturday. I just I don't have the energy. Like I, I just can't do it anymore. But I will say what the exact same thing I said last night about Mike McCarthy. Do you trust insert name of coach that you don't trust him in critical situations? No. So there's your answer. I and mean, it, you could see it on the like the final two drives. Like even Byron Leftwich was just sort of standing there with his headset on, like Jason Garrett style back in the day. He wasn't. He wasn't like. It didn't look like he was calling plays aggressively. It looked like Tom Brady just said, I'm taking over and I'm going to win this damn game. I will say this, and not so much Todd Bowles, but just sort of Jeff Saturday and, and even Brandon Staley, who's at the other extreme at, at times. Jeff Saturday did admit last week that he, and what we talked about on the podcast, maybe he's just overwhelmed because he's never done this before when when the metaphorical bullets are flying and you don't know what to do, even though you can do it on Madden, you can do it when you sit on your couch. He admitted that uh, the lack of, timeout usage at the end of that Steelers game was, was something that shouldn't have happened. And next time he'll do better. I don't know what the excuses for Todd Bowles. He was a coach for a long time in New York. He's been around the league forever. And maybe he's just conservative in the way he, he does things. 
it feels like much to his detriment. But I think the other side of the coin, and it, I don't understand why it's so hard to get this right. The other side of the coin is Brandon Staley, who makes everyone angry because he's so crazy. Like who's a, like Andy Reid appears to get things right. There was a time and everyone hated him. A in, long in time where Andy Reid did get things right. Right. In Philadelphia, everyone hated him because he never ran the ball and, and he he had some game mismanagement issues. So maybe it's an experience thing. Like, I, I don't know. Like Bill Belichick's actually relatively conservative. And we get on him about that. Not as often as perhaps we should because he's Bill Belichick. But I don't know if there's a coach that everyone's like, oh, that guy's crushing it week in and week out. Doug well, Peterson, maybe? Shanahan are constantly way too conservative. The other part of the decision making is you're kind of, as a coach, you take into account what you have seen so far. So that fourth and seven, the Buccaneers were at the Saints' 40-yard line. You were down two scores. You were down 16 to three. This is the first play of the fourth quarter. So if you're Todd Bowles, you have to think, Man, our offense has crapped the bed this entire mm. game. We have not been in Saints territory since the opening drive. So our offense has done absolutely nothing. We don't know when we're going to get down here again. This is a very good opportunity to at least get some sort of points. Uh, and you think you go for it and to only get 20 yards of field position out of it added even more insult to injury. The fact <laughs> that he's bailed out because they end up winning, uh, it just – He's way too conservative of a coach. It sort of reinforces the bad decisions. Yes. Well, and and I mean, like, you know, you saw Tom Brady. I think Tom Brady said uh, an effing touchback. Are you effing kidding me? Like, that was the thing. He was like, if you're going to punt, it better be a good punt. Like, you, you can't have a touchback there. And so if your special teams isn't great, give it to the greatest quarterback of all time and see if he can convert that into a first down. Um, yeah, I think in bowls. Yeah. Now, Dennis Allen's, I, I think you can call into question his timeout usage late too. You know, Todd Bowles was just not, he, Brady's marching down the field and we were, we were talking about this in Slack. It's sort of like, and everybody's sort of talking about it on Twitter too, is, you know, who should use the timeouts here? And we all, I think we all agreed the Saints should have used their timeouts there because one, their defense was gassed. You talk about the, the, the number of plays they had to deal with. Two, Brady is, has figured something out and is running tempo and and has your guys on on their heels. And then three, you want to you want to preserve some time so you can get the ball back and get within field goal range to go win it. And it was very clear that Todd Bowles wasn't going to touch anything Tom Brady was doing. And I would guess that Tom Brady at some point said on the headset, "Don't think about it. I've got you know like." So I, I thought Dennis Allen probably should have. Tom Brady disconnected his headset and is like, I got it, guys. <laughs> right. I don't need to talk to anyone on the sideline. Tom Brady, Tom Brady did a signal to some guy, like Bucks guy, who's like, whatever, it unplugged something. Um, I mean, don't you agree Dennis Allen should have been hammering timeouts? He did, he did not have a good game. Uh, you uh, know, his defense did, but I mean, like, yeah, he did not. No, the coaching decisions were suspect yeah. on both sides. And it was just, uh, as, as Breach noted, you're waiting for one good decision that never happened, and, and you just happen to have Tom Brady in your team. I think that was the difference. That was not, that's not coaching tape, um, no. as they call it. Could have yeah. some interesting. Uh, so hard to watch. I mean, like, Sirianni, I think, is a good coach. Kevin O'Connell appears to be a pretty good coach. Kyle Shanahan, great offensive guy. Question. Yeah, here's the thing about the young coaches. I, I want to wait because I was huge on Kevin Stefanski. My man went crazy <laughs> the last few years. I was a big Kevin. And Brandon Staley. I mean, and Brandon Staley. I'm, I'm still on the Brandon Staley train. I'm not. I'm saying that the NFC potentially has some like really fascinating coaching matchups, just because like you know the you have Sirianni, Kevin O'Connell, who we don't know about in the playoffs, Shanahan, who loves to kick field goals, uh, Billy. Uh, you have. Um, uh, Todd Bowles, Mike McCarthy, 
Brian Dable, who, you know, while we think is a good head coach, could just be like so aggressive. He goes for it for two. Uh, Pete Carroll, Ron Rivera, Dan Campbell. All right, let's do this. So we're, we're going to play uh, a coaching NFC East tournament bracket. Uh, Brinson, you're the host. You get first pick. So it's going to be two versus who's two play seven. So how it works. Kevin yep. O'Connell versus they're doing coaches. Don't know nothing else. Just coaches. They're coaching a neutral team. Kevin O'Connell versus Pete Carroll. Oh, that's mean to make me go first there. Um, so you were just on decision making or just coaching in general? You're, the guy you want to coach your team of a neutral, the, the Denver oh, Broncos. I mean, Kevin O'Connell versus, you got 10 seconds. Kevin O'Connell versus Old Man. I'm going to take Kevin O'Connell. Oh, that's an L for you. Okay. So Kevin O'Connell goes through. Breach, you got Kyle Shanahan versus Brian Dable. That's a great matchup. Woo! I'm taking Shanny. All right. Not too bad for Brian. He got the, you got to, I need more. Yeah. That's, that's a, that's a 5 12 game where the 12 could have pulled the upset, but I'm sick. Oh, my God. This is even better game, Brinson. Back to you. We have, Todd Bowles versus Mike McCarthy. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> That's a good job, Billy. Uh, I think I'm taking Mike McCarthy. Oh, my God. Yikes. All right, Breach, remember who, who, who goes through. I can't go with this. So now. Um, so it's O'Connell versus. Um, well, the Eagles right now. So who does who does Philly play? Who's who's uh, Philly team? would play uh, Mike, McCar- uh, Mike McCarthy. Yeah. So Breach, you have um, Sirianni versus Mike McCarthy. Just coaches, uh, not teams, coaches. Sirianni. Okay, Sirianni goes through. Kevin O'Connell now plays. Uh, is it just? Uh, Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, just Shanahan. O'Connell and uh, Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan. Okay, and now we have Sirianni. You guys can. Sirianni versus Shanahan. I will vote for Shanahan. Breach, who are you going to take? <laughs> Boom! <laughs> Shanahan. Okay. Did you, did you say breach? Ah, uh, yeah, I would probably take Shanahan. It's so funny, breach. Uh, I saw the boo. I get booed again. I knew Billy was going to boo me. I'm sensitive about being booed. But I think those those are. I feel like all those picks are those make sense. Like those yeah, weren't crazy picks. The Colin one I think was the toughest outside of the Todd Bowles, Mike McCarthy. Please don't make me choose between yeah. these two. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So good. Um, that, right. That's what we agree on. One more question, then we'll get out of here. If Tampa is the four seed. Oh, no, excuse me. Well, now I guess this question is kind of done. All right, I, I, here we go. Who does Dallas want? Like, Tampa. I, see, I was trying to ask it if, if, if Tampa, we thought Tampa was losing. And so it was like, who does Dallas want to be the four seed? Dallas wants to travel to Tampa. They don't want to travel to San Fran, even if it means facing. No, no, no. I, well, originally, it was going to be like New Orleans versus, I mean, obviously, you'd prefer Carolina, but New Orleans versus uh, Tampa. Oh, no. Now yeah. I think it's probably over. I mean, I think Tampa's right. Over, yeah, now. you'd if New Orleans had won, you'd want to face the Saints. And you think they'd rather go to Tampa than San Francisco? I do. What do you think, Breach? Yeah, it's, I mean, no matter who the quarterback in San Francisco, you still have all those weapons, and Shanahan will pull something crazy and that out, out, of the, out of the back of his playbook. He'll be like, you know what? Christian McCaffrey's going to play quarterback this week. We're just going to run a single wing. Brock Purdy's not even going to be on the field. And the Cowboys will have no idea what to do. And he'll do that every week because he has so many weapons. And the divisional round will be Debo taking all the snaps. It's just, you don't want to mess with that. So I, yeah. I, I, you'd probably probably go against Tom Brady. It's, it's, would you rather go against Todd Bowles or Kyle Shanahan? Because we just did our coaching uh, little exercise. I would rather go against Todd Bowles. I think that's right. right. Yeah, it's, it's just an interesting like debate. Like, what, say, Do you want to go play a better roster in San Francisco or do you want to go deal with Tom Brady? Tom Brady. Okay. Tom Brady. All right. I, I'm... Don't think it's wrong. Tom Brady. I can't believe 
was this the second biggest second time he's been down by at least two touchdowns in the fourth quarter, 13 or more points and won a game. And the only other time was Super Bowl 51. Mm. Is that more? That's what I'm talking about. That's why he's doing anything. Is that more impressive? Or is it the fact that Andy Dalton is somehow six and 20, 20 on primetime games? We, we need to send him a fruit basket. Someone get his really, ad. He really stars that rotten fruit basket. He needs a There's, fruit basket. He plays the game of his life in primetime, and no one is going to remember it because the only story from this game is Tom Brady magically Tom, throwing two touchdown passes in three minutes. If Tom Brady played the way that Andy Dalton did tonight, the Buccaneers win by 50. <laughs> it's an absolute yeah. horse whooping. All right. That's a word. That'll do it for us. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Thanks for enjoying the Andy Dalton Schadenfreude. Tom Brady strikes again. Buccaneers. Oh, I got to bet the Buccaneers are with the Super Bowl. Okay, go for it. For Breach, for Wilson, I'm Brinson. See you guys later.